Line Friday on the Andy Griffin Show. Time to call in with your gripes, opinions, theories, and conspiracies. Here's your chance. Don't blow it. Only on News Radio 890. 92.5 KDXU. Southern Utah's News Talk Leader. There's that song, Mellow. Calls it that stupid song. <laughs> it's not a stupid song. It, it, it does get stuck in her head every time she comes in. And if you call into the show today, by the way, uh, you, well, of course, we'll, we'll get you on the air, but you get to talk to Melody Finlinson first. She's a call screener producer today, and uh, she'll be the first voice you hear when you call in. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm grateful for her to for her, for her coming in, even if I do make fun of her on the air a little bit. So, uh, thanks for joining into the program. It's 9:09 on a Friday morning. Uh, some fun things to talk about today. Uh, some serious stuff, very serious. And you can call and give me your opinion uh, about a couple of things later on. We're going to talk about college tuition. Is is it worth it? Considering you know that you might make almost twice as much money, uh, but you also might be in debt a couple hundred thousand dollars. So we'll talk about that in a little while. Uh, talk a little bit about to bias and objectivity versus fairness. Uh, that's coming up on the program too, but I thought we'd start a little bit lighter topic to start with. Uh, the best hamburger in town. Uh, all right, best hamburger. Do, do you have a favorite, Mellow, by the way? Do, do you have a favorite hamburger here in town before I get into this? Yes, I love Morty's Cafe. Oh, ah, there we that's go. That's the best hamburger for sure. There we go. I was, yeah, I was I was actually going, That that's on the list, by the way, yeah. uh, of the best yeah. ones. The Yucatan. The Yucatan. And what's on that one? Um, there's jalapeno, cheese, Ooh. just everything. And they give you unlimited fry sauce in a bottle. <laughs> That's what's really important. <laughs> I'm not a fry sauce person, but oh. uh, I'm glad you like it. And you haven't been I'm, in Utah long enough, but you'll get there. I've, okay. I've been in Utah for 43 years, but uh, well, minus two for my mission, but and and a year in Idaho, which was a mistake. But <laughs> uh, okay, no, I, I, I Morty's is on the list. Uh, my friend and colleague Ernie uh, did uh, best burgers in Southern Utah article. She did one. In Iron County, and she did one in Washington County. By the way, her winner in Iron County was a place I've never been to. It's a place called, let me get the name of it, The Brick House Cafe. Uh, it's, uh, let's see, right on Main Street, 86 South Main, Main Street in Cedar. Never been to it. Might have to give it a try next time I'm uh, traveling through Iron County. Uh, she named actually Morty's, which is uh, Mellow and, and I's favorite burger joint here in town, as number two in St. George. And I've never been to the winner. According to Aaron E. TJ's, let's see, no, it's not called TJ's, it's called Triple TJ's Cafe in Hurricane. Never been there. Don't know much about him. I will say this. Now, of course, you know, I'm a dad. I'm a, a grandpa now. I've been buying meals for a long time. I remember when a burger, you could get a decent burger for two bucks or whatever. And so it hurts me when I look at the menus of some of these places. I think Morty's done a pretty good job of keeping it down so burgers don't cost you a lot of money. Uh, they're not cheap, but they're compared to this uh, Triple TJ. But, uh, and again, we're taking Aaron's word on how good they are. It, it looks good. It sounds good. Uh, and she wrote a nice review on it. Uh, but uh, I'm just looking at the menu. It's like fourteen fifty nine for a barbecue bacon cheeseburger. Thirteen ninety nine for a teriyaki burger. Now it comes with fries. That's good. And uh, 
you can add uh, like a salad for four bucks or something. But uh, yeah, that's that's a lot of money for a hamburger. She got the Reuben burger, cost her sixteen bucks. Mm. So anyway, do you have a favorite? If you do, text me or call me. Phone number is six seven three five eight nine zero. And the text line is 467-5842. Both of those are 435 area code. And then it's 673-5890 for the uh, studio line and 467-5842 if you want to text me on my text line here on KDXU. Uh, and there's some good burgers in town. You know, I, I think Red Robin, even though it's a chain, they make a pretty decent burger. Uh, but uh, as far as local... Local haunts, uh, apparently Triple TJ's in Hurricane is one we all need to check out. And by the way, it's worth noting, nobody's paid me to say their burger is good. There's no, nobody's advertising the show. I'm not getting a free hamburger or anything out of this. I just, that's honest opinion. I love, I love going to mornings. I think their food is really, uh, really good. Okay, a couple of things. One of the stories I wrote uh, was about the new flag. How do you feel about the new flag? Now, it got approved by the House uh, it got approved by the Senate pretty easily, 19 to 9 or something like that. The House was closer. It was like 45 to 40 or something like that. Uh, uh, and uh, since uh, it uh, went, it got through the House and the Senate, it, it's supposed to go to the governor's desk next. But uh, there's a group of people who say, no, we need to vote on this. And uh, in talking with Jimmy Keston the other day, he said, you know, he said, I smell something dirty here. I smell a rat. He says, somebody's going to make a whole bunch of money by us rebranding. He says, I don't per se have a big problem with the new new flag. Uh, seems fine. But uh, Jimmy told me, he said, look, well, you've got to replace all the old flags, right? You got there, There's going to be T-shirts. There's going to be keychains and, and, and license plates. There's going to be so many little things that have to change if you change the state flag. He said, somebody's going to get rich off this. He says, follow the money. Find out who's going to make all the money off of this flag change. And he says, that's where you'll find out the real motive on why uh, Utah is changing the uh, flag. By the way, uh, Senate, it, it was 19 to 9 in the Senate and 40 to 35 in the Utah House. Uh, the funny thing is, we ran a story this morning. It was on The Wire uh, Generally speaking, Utah is pretty favorable in the acceptance of the new flag. If you haven't seen the new flag, uh, go to 890kdxu.com. I've got a picture of it. In fact, the uh, main picture in the story has the new flag flying over the old flag. Uh, it just is it's more exciting. It's more, And, and I, I know we could be jaded and we could say um, that, well, you know, the, there's, there's somebody's going to get rich off of this, but... If if the motives are pure, and that's a big if nowadays, I like the move to the new flag. I think it's a it's a good deal. It's blue on top, red on the bottom, a white uh, mountain range in the middle, and then uh, uh, what is that? A hexagon with a beehive and a star in the, inside the hexagon. I I don't know. I like it, and uh, you know I don't I don't like the idea of someone getting rich off of it, but. I like the fact fact that we're trying to be progressive, and, and this new flag I think looks pretty good. I, I found it interesting. The folks that are are behind are against the, uh, you know, the Southwest Utah Heritage Coalition, whatever. The, the folks that don't want the Dixie change are kind of split on this. A lot of them are like, "Hey, you know what? That's another uh, instance of wokeism of erasing our culture." 
But there are some of them are saying, oh, this is a little different than Dixie State changing its name to Utah Tech. And we need to, uh, I personally believe that the, the folks at the SWUSH, I think is what it's called, I, I think they need to uh, decide, hey, you know what, uh, we're going to stay in our lane. Our lane is fighting to keep the name Dixie in Utah's Dixie. So, uh, yeah. Okay, let's go to the phone line. Uh, let's see. I don't have a name here, but, uh, oh, Richard, there it is. Richard, what's up? Morning, Andy. Hey, how's it going? Oh, it's going good. I was watching Tucker Carlson last night, actually this morning. Uh-huh. I don't care that late. And do you remember what yesterday was? We were celebrating International Women's Day. That's right. Yeah. You know, how stupid are these liberal women or women in general? Did you watch the little thing at the White House with old Biden's wife and Ashley and Anthony Blinken? I, I did not. What, this, what happened? Well, they were giving this dude dressed up as a woman with makeup a reward <laughs> on International Women's Day. Hmm. Right, that is spit in your eye, girls. Yeah, with I don't know, this LGB yeah. woke stuff is just I can't wrap my brain about it. I just laughed my butt off when I saw that. <laughs> you know, you know t- today today is Chuck Norris's birthday, and I saw a meme online that was Chuck, a picture of Chuck Norris, and he said, "Yeah, I I was a man trapped in a woman's body once. It lasted nine months, and then I was born." That's the last time I felt like I was inside a woman's body. So, yeah, I agree with you on that one. This is craziness. Well, that's a real good man's man there, you know. But <laughs> it just cracks me up. Everybody's up here. They're giving words out. And everybody's clapping, you know, for International Women's Day, and it's a guy. Good grief. I I, <laughs> I, I, I am really troubled, you know, and it's you're right. It's, it's kind of ridiculous, but I'm really troubled with what they're trying to do to women's athletics, too. Uh, with it letting guys compete, and uh, made a mockery of it. You know, we had this Title Nine, and it was all about giving women money. You know, so they could have the same sports as guys. And now look what they've made out of it. You know, it's, yeah, yeah, I, I I agree, and I think you know the the frustrating thing is uh, women's sports have come a long way. I love women, and I've always said this, and I've been a sports writer for a long time, but I've always said this. Women, if they if they do sports, they don't try to do the same thing as guys. I love women's softball. I love gymnastics. I love sports that that women excel in in their own right. Volleyball, women's volleyball is way more exciting than men's volleyball. Women's tennis is way more exciting than men's tennis, and it's because women women excel in something that that is uniquely their own. Uh, I grew. I went to West Jordan High School. Uh, back then, high school uh, gymnastics was actually a high school sports gymnastics, and we had I think it was four or five straight state championships in a row in West Jordan, and I was so proud of these girls. But the thing about it, they were they were skilled, they were athletic, but they were also beautiful and they were feminine, and and that that to me encapsulated what women's sports should be about. And now you've got all these guys that are pretending to be women that are making the transition. And, and like, like you said, we celebrate national women's day and they give it to a guy who used to be a woman, this award. And it, it, it just, it just boggles the mind. By the way, I got a text here. Uh, best burgers in Washington County is Marv's in enterprise. Okay. I've been to Marv's once or twice. Uh, 
I, I'm going to be honest, I don't really rem- remember too much about it. I know it was good. I, the thing that sticks out about, in my mind about Marv's, I was there during Cornfest, uh, and uh, a couple of guys walked in, and they were carrying uh, uh, 45s. They, had, they were wearing sidearms. And I'm not afraid of guns or anything, and it's their right. It's it's a legal open carry in the state of Utah, but it was a little bit. You know, you're sitting there eating a burger with your your wife and, and grandkids, and a guy walks in with a couple of six six shooters on his hips. You're like, well, that's kind of weird. I guess we're in rural Utah, huh? All right, another text. Uh, TJ's is one of my three faves in Hurricane area. Uh, it's not a chain. It's not Mexican. We have plenty of those. And uh, this is from Jan, by the way. I like the old-fashioned diner atmosphere. It's a little pricey, but I haven't ordered a burger yet, usually fish and chips. The other two uh, best two local eateries are Main Street Cafe and River Rock Roasting Company. All right, we'll have to check those out. That's a, I, I think that's her, those are in Hurricane. So maybe we should have a whole separate category, best burgers in St. George area and best burgers in Hurricane, since Hurricane's about, what, 19, 20 miles away from St. George. But, uh, yeah, in town, I, I'm partial definitely to uh to marvs okay let's talk a little bit about college and college tuition is it worth it to get a college degree i did some research did some reading up on this this is really fascinating and if i can get to the right page i'll uh, i'll explain more of it to you maybe i got the wrong uh, browser open uh here we go all right here are some numbers for you as far as college co- uh, college costs uh, a college degree will cost if you get the very cheapest. So you're in-state resident, you're going to the cheapest school in your state, which I think Utah Tech is right there is one of the cheaper schools in the state. Uh, a four-year degree is going to cost you uh, about $120,000. Yeah, you know, if you're low income, you can get some grants that will pay for some of that. Uh, but chances are you're probably going to have to take out some loans unless you have a sugar daddy or something like that. So, uh, so do the, okay, remember that number, $120,000. If you go to a private university, you can pretty much double that. It's going to be about maybe $240,000. So uh, keep those numbers in mind if you have to take a loan for all those. Now, now think about this number. The, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, graduates with a bachelor's degree or higher had a median weekly earning of $1,556, whereas uh, uh, people without a college degree who are simply high school graduates have a median income of $866. That's nearly half. So, and that's weekly. So if you uh, multiply that out by month, it's about, uh, what, 1,500 times four. So 6,000 a month for uh, someone with a college degree, and then eighty six, eight hundred and sixty times four, so that's maybe th- roughly thirty five hundred dollars. So, uh, not quite twice as much, but over the course of just one year, you make seventy two thousand dollars if you have a college degree. This is again median, and uh, what the thirty five hundred times twelve? That's maybe forty thousand. So you've made up in one year thirty thousand dollars. So, okay, now we go back to the cost of a college education. Uh, Cheapest one, very bottom cheapest one, $120,000. So it'll take you only about four years to pay off that college degree uh, if if you are just your regular, median, not a graduate versus a graduate in college. Uh, it's about it'll be about four years, uh, and that uh, money is paid off. Now, if you went to a private university, it's going to cost you probably eight years 
Uh, you also might have a better job and make more money than that. Uh, but uh, it, it's to me, it's still, even in this day and age, it's still smarter financially, if you're thinking about the future, to go ahead and get that college degree. Now, having said that, I, I do want to qualify it this way. I have a college degree. And, and, and so I am inherently uh, not objective when it comes to this topic. I can't help it. I have a college degree. It's in my DNA. It's who I am. It's in my blood. So I go, okay, I have a college degree, so everyone should get a college degree. I can't. It's, it's there. I, I can consciously acknowledge that and go, wow, you know, I'm, I'm biased. And, but, but it's never going to go away. And this, this kind of goes back to the idea that I remember in, in journalism, in, in school, in college, uh, the, the big the, the buzzword was objectivity. You have to be objective. And I finally had one professor come up to me and he said, we all get fired up about objectivity. He says, but the thing is, is nobody's objective. Objective is having no feelings about anything either way. And uh, he says, that, that's impossible. We are all inherently biased. I grew up in Texas. I'm biased toward Texans. I can't help it. Okay. I grew up a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Inside of me, whether I like it or not, there's a kind of a, a general feeling that people who also grew up in the same faith as me, I probably feel like maybe, and, and maybe in a more general sense, people who are Christians, I feel a, a little bit more favorable towards them. Do I consciously do that? No. But it's, it's inside of me. It's who I am. I'm tall. Do I objectively kind of have identify a little bit with tall people? Yes, I do. Do I consciously? Am I am I deciding to do that? No. So do you see see where I, what I'm getting at? Who we are is already a bias. Period. You can pretend all you want. I'm objective. I just because I'm this way doesn't mean that I feel this way. You can pretend that, but it's you're never going to overcome your 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 biases. But you can be fair. And that was one of the things that, that, that's what the professor said to me. He says, we all get so fired up about objectivity, but he says, nobody's objective. It's impossible to be 100% objective. He says, but it's not impossible to be fair, to give a fair shake to that person who maybe doesn't have a college degree, or maybe that person who doesn't believe religiously the way you be. You can be fair to them. You don't have to be objective, but, but you can be fair. So, anyway, back to the whole college thing. Now, the thing that this doesn't take into account are some of the advantages of not going to college. First of all, to start off life in debt, right out of high school, you go into debt right away. That's tough. Um, the other thing is, you go to college, how many people do you know, how many people do I know, who went to college and got a degree in a certain field who no longer work in that field? It, in fact, it has nothing to do with with what they do now. I know so many people who have a degree in such and such and they don't use it. It's not, it's not what they do now. They, they, maybe it got their foot in the door and it got them going toward where they, where they want to be, but they no longer, they no longer do that. Uh, the, one of the other factors, college, you may not be a college type person. 
How many times everybody talks about the freshman? You gain weight your freshman year. Uh, the freshmen, many of the freshmen, even sophomores, go in and all they want to do is party. They're they're free from their parents for the first time ever. All they want to do is go and participate and drink up life. That's no pun intended there. Drink up life uh, because you can't, because you've never had this kind of freedom before. Uh, beyond that, there are people who maybe just aren't great students. And these aren't dumb people. These are people maybe who are smarter in a different way. Uh, I was never great at the deep math. Now, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really quite good at basic math, stuff like figuring out the budget and you know just now doing the, the math of how much things cost in my head and stuff. But if you get into trigonometry or deep algebra calculus, forget it. I'm out. One of the reasons I majored in, majored in journalism, I had to take one true math class my entire college career. I, that that was honestly one of the reasons that I majored in journalism. I didn't want to do calculus. I didn't want to do trigonometry. Now, some of you, uh, my daughter's boyfriend is incredibly good at math. He, it, it's second nature to him. My wife got a degree in uh, computer, business, whatever. She took calculus, made it through calculus. I, I never would have made it. I would have washed out. Uh, so it's not for everyone. Uh, we already mentioned college is expensive. And then uh, one of the things we maybe don't take into account is uh, the fact that you don't have to go to college to go to school. You could go to a trade school. I have a son right now, uh, and this is interesting to me. I have three sons. Uh, two of them have college degrees. Uh, guess who makes the most money? The one who doesn't have a college degree. He makes quite a bit more money, as a matter of fact, than the other two. And then I do. We all have college degrees. He doesn't. He makes more money. Now, he drives a truck. People said, well, I don't want to do that for a living. Okay, fine. But he did. And he actually kind of enjoys it. And uh, he's got it so that he can, uh, you know, truck driving, if you do long haul, you could be gone for three days, five days, seven days, 14 days, however, he's managed to work away since he has a young family where he goes at night and he's home during the day, he figures out a way to get some sleep in there as well so that he can be around his family. But again, he went to a trade school. He actually got two different trade certificates, if you will. I went to a trade school, and that was what fit for him. And maybe my inner bias is, gosh, he didn't get a college degree. But throw that inner bias away and be fair and say, you know what? Look, he's supporting a family. He's got two kids and two on the way making decent money, and he's happy with his life, has a great house uh, where he lives. And, I mean, you know, throw, the, throw the, the, the objectivity away and look at the fairness and say, you know what, it's fair to say he's doing pretty well for himself. Now, that's not to say my other two sons are not doing well. They're doing just fine. They have college degrees. They're happy in what they're doing. I have one son who's in, it's like nutrition science or something like that, and he is the one of the uh, science and not decide nutrition counselors for a big company. He works from home. He never has to go out of the house if he doesn't want. He works from home. They, they gave him money to buy a desk and computer and, and all this stuff. He gets a personal day once a month that he can just take off for personal. They call it a mental health day. Uh, he got, <laughs> I never heard of this, but he got 12 days off, 12, not 12 days, 12 weeks off for paternity leave when they had their baby. It's like, that's a pretty cool job. But uh, like I said, college, 
college is important. I bias wise, I feel like everyone should get a college degree. To me, the logic is there. If you can make more money as much as seven hundred dollars more a week, you're going to have whatever loans you have to take out paid off within a few years. It's worth it. But there are exceptions, and certainly, uh, in fairness, uh, college isn't for everyone. KDXU News Time is nine thirty-two. Love to hear from you in the second half of the show. The phone number is six seven three five eight nine zero. If you want to text me, I've got a couple of texts I'll get to uh, as well after this break. The text line is four three five, and then it's four six seven five eight four two. We'll be right back. Did he really say that? It's the Andy Griffin Show, weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Radio 890, 92.5, KDXU, Southern Utah's News Talk Leader. Hey, welcome back. It is 9.37. I'm Andy. Thanks for tuning in today. Mello is here as well. She'll answer your phone call if you want to talk to her. You don't even have to talk to me or go in the air. You can just call and talk to Mello and say, hey, how you doing, Mello? What's going on? She'll answer the phone. Mella has a very pleasant voice, by the way. So she's a very nice person. Uh, we'll get uh, we'll get your phone calls at six seven three five eight ninety. Also, the text line just got another one. Got three texts here that are, are pending, and they actually all have to do with hamburgers. Uh, is four three five four six seven five eight four two. Now uh, I posed the question early in the show, and then I moved on. But uh, oh, my, yeah, the music's still going. All right, we'll turn it off for a second. Uh, I posed a question earlier in the show. Uh, what's the best burger in southern Utah? We got a few people saying, well, okay, it's this, that, or the other thing. Uh, Mello and I both agreed our favorite hamburger place is Morty's right here on the boulevard. And again, I'll emphasize, nobody's giving us any money to say any of it. There's no advertising involved. There's no best of bribery or anything like that. No, these are just our favorites. A couple of the texts, let's see. Uh... Roy says best burgers in all of Southern Utah is Hamburger Patties in Parowan. I have never been to Hamburger Patties in Parowan. It sounds good. Sounds kind of St. Patrick-ish. We're one week away from St. Patrick's. Oh, yeah, today's the 10th, so St. Patty's Day is one week from today. Uh, and then uh, someone else texts in. I don't think I have a first name, but uh, they said best uh, burgers in Southern Utah are at the Boulevard Home. Now, an interesting story about the Boulevard Homes. So uh, they've been in Dixie Direct for a number of years. And um, for, for whatever reason, okay, now, now I'll say this, and we had uh, Brian Brown on yesterday from Washington City, known as being a super frugal guy, some say cheap. And I say that about my wife as well. <laughs> super frugal, some say cheap. Uh, but But we pretty much decide where we're going to eat out based on uh, Dixie Direct or Starving Student or coupon in the mail or, or whatever. Uh, we we very rarely pay full price for a meal. It's just not what we do. In fact, I got a couple of gift cards in my wallet from birthday birthday gifts that I'm going to take advantage of as well. Uh, but uh, one of them was Boulevard Home. We had buy one, get one free at Boulevard Home. Uh, my wife wa- really loves that place and, and their food is good, but I was kind of, she should, every, every time we go out, she, she's like, uh, I'm like, where, where should we go? You know, the whole, the whole argument, husband and wife, where should we go out to eat? I don't know. Where do you want to go? I don't know where you want She uh, almost always will finally come up with, well, I'd like to go to Boulevard uh, Diner. And I'm like, well, 
you want to go in a furniture store. You want to you want to park in the parking lot, walk all the way across the furniture store to the cafe, and get a burger at a cafe inside of a furniture store. That's what you want to do. She's like, yeah, they're good. I'm like, I they might be good, but I don't want to park in the parking lot and walk all the way across the furniture store. Have a salesman ask me if I want to buy a couch or a TV, just so I can go get a burger. And uh, but her argument is it doesn't matter where it is or the fact that it's inside of a. <laughs> furniture store the food is good and that's all that should matter uh this is an ongoing argument we've been having for eight nine years now something like that uh, but i will say this yes the burgers and fries the breaded fries those are really good at the boulevard uh but uh, i still prefer more as you can park close anyway uh here's another one best burger is at slackers burger joint in tory or Joseph, and it is the Outlaw Burger. I now Tory. That's up by Capitol Reef. Am I, if, if I'm not mistaken, that's a, quite a ways from here. But uh, do you have a favorite? Is there a burger that you uh, really, really like? Well, give me a call six seven three five eight nine zero, or text me at four three five four six seven five eight four two. Thank you all for participating in the program. I don't know if I should wait till after the commercial break. Well, let's go ahead and get into it. Um, I have a acquaintance of mine who is um, a lot more liberal leaning than I am. They claim to be <laughs> middle leaning. Oh yeah, no, no, I'm not conservative or liberal. I'm right down the middle. But uh, you spend five minutes with this person, and you find out that they are in fact actually fairly liberal. But uh, at one at one point talking with this person, he said, you didn't even know what a conservative, what conservatism is. You don't, you, I mean, you say you're conservative, but define conservatism for me. And I'm like, well, conservative, conservatism is, uh, we, we believe in limited government, not socialism, not government taking over our lives. Uh, we believe the law should be the law and not let people get away with stuff. And uh, we believe, well, I, I, I go back to Ronald Reagan, that we can help the world keep the peace in the world by being strong. If we're weak, it's going to promote uh, more violence in the world. And that's both on a micro level, you know, local town, uh, and on a, a national level. If we're weak, the criminals, the rogue countries will see that we're weak. And they will act. For instance, great example, Russia and Ukraine. They didn't, Russia didn't attack Ukraine when Donald Trump was president, right? China didn't attack Taiwan. They haven't yet, but they're talking about it while Donald Trump was president. No, they waited till we had a weak leader, a doddering old man named Joe Biden who doesn't know which way is up half the time who loves ice cream and that's about all he loves uh ronald reagan donald trump these guys are strong leaders they represented a strong country i it's i think it's unbelievably ironic how they've turned maga into something negative you, you hear joe Bi oh those maga nut jobs well, you know what maga stands for joe make america great again so basically, Joe is saying, those who think making America great again are stupid, are crazy. They're nut jobs. 
That just to me that blows me away. We'll talk more about the uh, principal core of what conservatism is and what I told my friend who says he's <laughs> down the middle. He's not. After this, hey, stick around. The Sean Hannity Show with me, Sean Hannity, is next at one o'clock. Right now, you are listening to my friend Andy Griffin right here on News Radio eight ninety AM ninety two point five FM KDXU Southern Utah's News Talk Leader. Uh, those who listen to the show know that that liner from Sean Hannity cracks me up. First of all, he says, uh, so real quickly, the story, uh, my boss said, hey, we need some uh, fresh liners for, for, the, for all our shows. And I said, okay, what do, you want, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to just record? He said, no, 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 send them out to Clay and Buck and Sean Hannity and Mark Levin and Ben Shapiro. Get them all to, uh, to read the text that you write, the, the liner. And I was like, "Yeah, they're not, come on. I mean, we're just we're just small town St. George, Utah. I mean, they're not going to do that." Well, a son of a gun if they all didn't get back to me right away, except Sean Hannity. And so I was like, mm, "I guess he's not going to do it." And Sean, you know, I mean, the guy's worth millions and millions of dollars. He has a TV show on Fox. He has a radio show and four hundred and something stations nationwide. So I honestly didn't expect to hear back from him. And then. Uh, a few days later, I did get uh, this that liner that I just played back from Sean Hannity. Uh, but it was, first of all, he said his show is next. It's not. It's not until 1 o'clock today. And second of all, he said, my good friend Andy Griffin. I, I never met Sean. <laughs> and, I, and I guess we're brothers, right, in radio? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I, I thought that was pretty funny. Anyway, if you want to be part of the show, uh, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, give me a call. 673-5890 is the, uh, the phone line. Or if you want to text me, the text line is 435-467-5842. Let's go to the phone line. Derek is on hold. Hi, Derek. What's up? Hi, Andy. So uh, I just wanted to make two comments about Biden and Trump. First, I don't know. I've never seen the original Manchurian candidate with Frank Sinatra, but I have seen the one with Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. And it's where they get in that that dude's brain, and they, you know. Well, anyway, uh, Biden, he's had like two aneurysm surgeries. They've they've literally done brain surgery on him, and the way that he is in there, it almost makes me think he's like a Manchurian candidate. I mean, he's obviously not the one pulling the strings. And two, when it comes to Trump, the thing that I don't get was when it comes to all the liberals, you know. 20 years ago, 30 years ago, they were the ones that are always complaining about politicians and the elites and all that. And then you get a guy, Trump, who isn't a politician, and he, he and he gets in there, and all they do is complain about him, calling him Hitler and everything for years and years. And yeah. it just doesn't make any sense to me. I'm not sure where everything turned around, flipped upside down so much, but it's just a big joke. But that's just all I wanted to say. So thank all right. you. Thanks, Terry. Appreciate you calling. I, I agree with him. Everything got turned upside down to the point now where uh, the budget comes out with our esteemed president, and uh, he says, "I'm not going to. I'm not going to tax the the poor people, the people that make less than four hundred thousand, whatever. But I'm going to tax the corporations. So twenty eight percent. He's going to bump the tax up, and then you go, okay, wait a minute." He's taxing Nestle Corporation that makes chocolate bars. They also own a bread company that, 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 that delivers the bread that you eat. They also own uh, tomato sauce, you know, Hunt's Tomatoes. Nestle owns 
dozens of companies that provide food for you every single day. Well, Joe's idea is I'm not going to tax you, but I'm going to tax this company that's making lots of money. Guess what's going to happen? That company is going to raise the prices of all their items. So you're not getting taxed like directly, but you are getting taxed. Make no mistake about it. All right, let's go to the phone line. Steve, what's up? Yeah, good morning, Andy. Hey, thanks for calling, man. You bet. Well, first of all, the, since you brought it up, I'll comment on about uh, Sean Hannity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not it's not funny or humorous what he said. It's a lie. Sean Hannity lied. Okay. I mean, just plain and simple. So we'll just leave that where it's at. Um, so I'm, I'm sorry I didn't hear the first part of your show. Is your contention is that everyone should have a college degree or you really aren't going to achieve your full potential unless you've gone to college? No, I, you know, I, I kind of played it down the middle because in the example I gave is I have three sons. Two of them have college degrees. One does not. The one that does not have a college degree makes more money than the two that do and is happier, I think, than the two that do have college degrees. So my, my contention is uh, college degrees are good. I'm biased because I have one, but I can see that there, college isn't for everyone. I would argue that college shouldn't be for most people. If you look at the the folks who actually are productive, the the makers. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if you uh, you know need your car, uh, who made your car? Well, the guys who made your car, most of them didn't have a college degree. Maybe they designed it, but the guys who actually built it are just worker bees like the average American. Yeah. You know, electricians, plumbers, uh, HVAC guys. Uh, you know, people who install your uh, your tile. I mean, all of these jobs that are considered the trades. Those are the people who actually built America. You, know, you talk about uh, MAGA, make America great again. What made America great wasn't all the people with college educations. What made America great was all of the people who, pursuing their own interests, whether they're driving a truck or they're building uh, cars or they're farming or all of the things of people who make stuff. You look around your office, the desk you're sitting at, a man or a woman built that with their hands and machines. True. The microphone you're talking from. You know, all of these things that we use and we take for granted day to day weren't produced by people with degrees. They were made by the worker bees that every day get up every morning and do all the grunt work that we all take for granted. The people at the restaurants that serve you and wait on they don't have degrees. Right. But these people are doing things that most other folks don't want to do. And so when I hear somebody talking about, well, I've got a college degree, you know, for me, a lot of times that's a negative because what the, the garbage that they're being taught today in, in uh, universities and so forth, I, I, I view it as a negative. And so I guess we're on the opposite sides of that. You consider it a positive. I actually consider someone, I, I'm suspect of somebody who has a degree today. Okay, that's a, that's a good take, and and uh, you make some very very salient salient points. Uh, I don't think I don't think we can go. It's a negative though. I mean, yeah, some of the colleges today are teaching some pretty wacky stuff. But uh, I'm proud of my college degree. I feel like it helped me get to where I am today. But I, I'm going to again go back to what I said in the first place. It really, and I've always been a believer. You need to do what makes you happy. You need to do. My son drives a truck. 
It makes him happy. He enjoys his job. He enjoys the fact that he gets to go home. He drives overnight, but he gets to go home every morning and be with his family. He enjoys the fact that he's making enough money to afford a really nice house in, in Salt Lake County. And uh, he never got a, a college degree. And, and I don't begrudge no. him that either. Well, uh, you shouldn't. That, that son is very productive. He's doing something very valuable for all of us. If he's right driving a truck with a trailer on it, he's hauling all of the things that we need. The things we eat, the things we we buy at the at the hardware store. He's very productive, but I would argue that if you sit in an office all day long, if you're at home in an office in your house, I don't know how productive you really are. Now you probably think you're doing it, but you didn't build a thing. You didn't produce anything that was truly of value and needed. You didn't grow one crop. You didn't build one house. You didn't. What, what, what is it that you provided to society that was so valuable? I will say this. Uh, I don't want to discount my other two sons who got college degrees. I, I, I think my, my one son is a school psychologist. He's helping kids deal with some of the issues that, unfortunately, are coming with modern society and, and those screens that we always talk about. I have another son who is a nutritional scientist. Uh, no, they're not building things, but they are valuable contributors to society. So you can't dis- yeah, I, discount that either, though. Well, I don't want to make this personal, Handy. I'm not attacking any of your family or <laughs> anyone know. else who has a degree. All I would ask you is, what made America great? You were talking earlier about the difference between a liberal and a conservative. Mm-hmm. Make America great again. What made America great was not what the government did for everybody. It was what the government was prevented from doing to all of us. And so, you know, I I think this really goes back to, we need to go back to our roots. And that is people building things, making things, being very productive. Most of our stuff are made by Chinese these days. You know, the Chinese are making America great again because they produce all of our stuff. (laughs) And so anyway, a very interesting conversation. Nothing personal. Look, if you got a college degree, I think what that does demonstrate is you are able to have had the discipline to train your mind to be able to complete a course in whatever you chose. That is very valuable. But if you're not making things, uh, you know, if you're not part of the productive class, you're actually part of the consuming class, and I think we need more producers than consumers. All right. Well said. Thank you, Steve. You bet. 9.58 on KDXU. Again, uh, okay, what did we decide today? Oh, one thing I wanted to mention, and I never got to it, but the the number one principal core of conservatism and the reason I am a conservative is we believe in individual freedom. And that goes down to not just conservatism, that goes down to who I am as a human being. I've always had a strong feeling that uh, we were given rights, certain inalienable rights from our maker to be free, to make choice. I mean, that to me, that's the whole purpose of life is to make choices and hopefully make good choices. And uh, the liberals are not about freedom. The liberals are about government, big government, and handing out and, and, and taking people's money to give to other people who don't have as much money. Uh, I'm not against taking care of the poor. All I'm saying is if... If we've been given freedom and we're expected to earn our way through this life, if we're expected to have America be great, individual freedom is what it's going to be based upon. That's why I'm a conservative, and that's why my friend who says he's down the middle, he's not down the middle because he thinks that we should just give it all away. 
Used up the time. Thanks for uh, calling in, texting today. It's been a pleasure. I'm Andy Griffin. Hey, we're going to talk TED Talks, TEDx, on Monday. We'll talk to you then. Have a great weekend.